another month, another podcast. That's right, this is Tron with Console and myself. Today's podcast is going to be, a, well I did say it was going to be about the Xbox, but I'd forgotten one. Can you believe it? Absolutely ridiculous of me. I forgot a console that I had. Now what's strange is I haven't completely forgotten about that console because I've got that console in my collection now. Uh, and so this podcast is going to be about the Sega Dreamcast. Now, as you can imagine, once again, always hard to remember these things. Uh, the challenge for me this time is that I'm... I remember a very particular period that I had the Dreamcast. I know I didn't buy it brand new because these were really expensive. Really expensive. So if I didn't buy it brand new, definitely got it second hand. Uh, and yeah, so Dreamcast is a strange one, as I'm sure you're aware of it. If, uh, if you know about your consoles, the Dreamcast had a CD, which is what everyone was moving to. So uh, was it Sega's? It wasn't Sega's first jaunt out into the CD world. Uh, they had a Mega CD before that. So that's the CD... So, so, so it's the Mega CD, and then it had the 32. Oh, I'm pretty certain they released a, a second CD peripheral for the uh, Mega Drive. But we're going, we're going all over the shop here. So yeah, this is the Sega Dreamcast. You know, when you're questioning yourself, this is ridiculous. The Dreamcast, uh, I got second hand. And uh, it came with a keyboard, which was ridiculous. Uh, I think it had network capability, but I didn't use any of that. Things I remember about the Dreamcast. One, it was quite a big old hefty machine. So uh, they obviously put a lot into it. Uh, and you've heard me talk about kind of multiplayer machines as well. The Dreamcast had four joystick sockets. I didn't use four joystick sockets because I didn't play many games with other people. Uh, but I had a keyboard, had a couple of joysticks. It also had something called the VDU, I think it was called the Visual Display Unit. It's a bit like a memory storage card for the, uh, well, pretty much any console I had before. As I look at the PlayStation and and things like that so you could plug in this and store stuff to it but it kind of looked a bit like and there were rumors there probably was games that you could kind of play on them because they'd done little displays and controls but they didn't uh they didn't i never really used that functionality it was very uh why they decided to put a little lcd screen on a on a storage card uh, I have no idea. It was. I mean, it was very strange, but it looked very cool, and and uh, it could show you stuff while you were playing on top of. Uh... Ah, sorry. Uh, uh, I say VDU, VMU, Video uh, Visual Memory Unit. Uh, but yeah, so imagine something that looked like a really small. Game Boy, right, really tiny, so it had like a little D-pad, 
and two little buttons. Uh, and uh, yeah, I didn't ever manage to play any actual games on them by themselves. But yeah, I had. Uh, uh, I got the, the, what I remember about the Dreamcast is it was Christmas time. Now I've probably had it before then. Uh, my brother and sister were there, but for some reason the room in my parents' house that had been my dad's study most of most of my life growing up was actually his. Uh, had been turned into a. I don't know if it had been turned into a dining room or not by that point, but it had uh, essentially one Christmas it got turned into like a second lounge. Now it wasn't a very big room, as I said, even as a dining room it was pretty small. But we put an armchair or or a sofa in there. Had a T oh the TV in that room. So yeah, we had an aerial socket in that room and at one point that was the only room in the house that could pick up channel four TV signal. So yeah, there Because my dad used to watch my dad used to watch American football, but I don't ever remember being able to watch Channel 4 in uh, I don't remember we must have watched Channel 4 in the living room. We watched like the Wonder Years. I'm pretty sure that was uh, on uh, Channel Four. But yeah, so go, going back, so we had a, a living room, dining room, at so the back of the house, at so the front of the house, you had the kitchen one side, and you had this. Uh, what was the study? Then the dining. Room. What was the study? Then became this kind of temporary front room of Christmas. Armchair, a couple of armchairs, footstool, telly. The telly, I think, probably was my TV. I had a little 14-inch TV that my aunt bought me as a present. So that's the same aunt that got me the Game Gear. Now, strangely, even though I got bought my own television, what was I, 12-ish, 13, 14, something, something around that, I guess. But my parents didn't put a TV aerial in my bedroom. Like, didn't, so that room never had a TV aerial in. Uh, so, yeah, so, but downstairs did. So, Teddy went downstairs uh, and placed uh, Dreamcast games are as weird as heck. I had, I had quite a few of them. Now, I don't think my Dreamcast was chipped. I know a few of my. Uh, a few of my games have been, so a few of my game consoles have been, uh, have been shipped. I don't think my great Dreamcast was. I have literally no idea where I bought it from, though, because growing up, most of my friends weren't gamers. So I, I either bought it online, or bought it from like a computer exchange, electronic boutique, or something like that. But it had a couple of games I really enjoyed. So one of them I really enjoyed was a game called Crazy Taxi. Uh, and essentially you're a taxi driver around an area. Imagine a more structured version of Grand Theft Auto. You just drive around a city, picking people up, putting them down, earning money, getting there quickly and all that jazz. So that was, I, And that was an arcade game for me. 
So you go to an arcade, you'd be able to play Crazy Taxi, but now I could play it on my Dreamcast. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I don't think it was a bit. I mean, you can probably get it as a an app on your iPhone or your your Android device. But yeah, Crazy Taxi was just a fun, silly game. It reminded me a bit like uh, the the arcade game Cruising USA. Really reminded me of that, but I quite enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, so if you get the chance, check out Crazy Taxi. I'm sure it's uh, I'm sure it's on everything nowadays. Other games. It was Christmas. This is this is what sticks in my head. I think my brother bought me Metropolis Street Racer, which is a uh, which was a very very detailed driving game. And I'm not. Uh, Although I enjoyed Crazy Taxi and Cruising USA, I'm not really a driving game kind of guy. Now, uh, I'll come on to that when I do my Xbox episode. But yeah, I I really enjoyed Metropolis Street Racer. And I, and I think you could drive around, I want to say actual cities, like recognisable places, I think. Or they may have only just been styled as recognisable places. But yeah, I mean, Metropolis Street MSR, I think, became quite a, a big thing in the driving game world. Now, obviously, nowadays you've got some very, uh, yeah, you've got some very, uh, Man, I've got some noisy birds outside. Actual birds, that is. Uh, Metropolis Street Racer, I think. It, it, compared to games like uh, Gran Turismo and all the F1 and racing games now, where you where you watch someone playing them I and you don't know if you're watching an actual game or, or or you're watching actual racing, I'm just I'm just worried now. For some reason, I thought Metropolis Street Racer was known as Project Gotham Racing. So I'm just worried that I've called it the wrong thing, but yeah. So you've got a couple of a couple of uh, driving games there that I had on it. Now I also had a game called Ready to Rumble, which was a boxing game, and uh, yeah, sports sims. Not really my bag either, but back on my family computer ten years earlier. We had a, a a boxing game that was ridiculous called TV Sports Boxing or something like that. Titled the box. Uh, yeah, and you got to be able to spec up your character and take him to the gym and have him trade. And I remember Ready to Rumble Boxing was just another boxing game, so I got to play it. But it was a game I was able to play with my brother. So occasionally me and my brother would play video games and if you remember we did that on the uh, Super NES and I think the Dreamcast was probably the last game console I ended up playing with my brother before he moved out and we didn't get to play games anymore <laughs> he's all grown up now the boxing game was quite fun uh, we had a couple more games that uh, we played uh, I think I had a Worms on there, uh, which I'd played on the PC. Uh, and I just found Worms really boring if you played it by yourself. If you played with friends, it was at least okay. But by yourself, oh my goodness, it would just get 
boring. Mainly the computer kept beating me every time, but that was a pain. The the Dreamcast. I think I had a House of the Dead game, which was a kind of like an arcade game, a, a first-person shooter where the arcade you'd use a gun, and I think they offered a gun in the UK, but I didn't have it, so I had to play the game with a controller for ages and then I think I bought a second hand guns from somewhere and realised I wasn't a massive fan of uh, shooting gun I, I've since discovered I've got something dodgy going on with my eyes which means they don't quite work how they should to do with focusing and so something where you need to aim not great for someone like me there were some games I enjoyed playing uh, I think the Dreamcast started me off on my enjoyment of the Soul Calibur beat-em-up series. Or, sorry, fighting game series. I really enjoyed it. I don't... Soul Calibur. I don't know why... I Fighting games, I mean, I was a massive fan of Street Fighter 2. But apart from that, I didn't really get into Virtua Fighter. I didn't get into the King of Fighters or any of that. But Soul Calibur I really enjoyed. I think it's because they built quite a bit of a storyline for the characters. And so if you complete it with character, you've got a really intricate backstory completed and all of that kind of stuff. So I enjoyed that. And I've played a few of the Soul Calibers, but I must admit the first one on the Dreamcast really did, uh, was I think, the pinnacle for me. I'm sure they all look... Technically, they're probably a million times better now, but there's something about... A bit like I still enjoy Street Fighter 2, and I'm not really enjoying all the new Street Fighter games. But the original Street Fighter 2 was great, and I think the original Soul Calibur was an excellent uh, fighting game. Another... A weird one I had was... I want to say it was Sega Bass... Was it Bass Fishing? Sega Bass Fishing or something? And that came with a... Uh, fishing rod controller but I don't think I had the fishing rod controller uh, so once again I had to play it but I think that was a weird game I probably did enjoy playing I, I kind of like that slow pace but I'm also willing to bet I didn't spend that long on it because it's a fishing game what, what happens there talking of weird games there were two that I had that I know I definitely had, but were mental. Uh, the first one was Choo Choo Rocket, which was some weird cat and mouse thing. I didn't get it. My, my brother was talking about it. It reminded me that we had it uh, when I spoke to him the other day. And uh, yeah, so I remember having it. But once again, I just couldn't tell you much about it. Uh, then kind of as we I better uh, as we're kind of looking at these I'm just making sure I uh, yeah so the other weird game we had that was really popular and loads of my friends at the, oh, sorry loads of my friends that's an incorrect statement for a number of reasons but online got great reviews jet set radio uh, it was a skating graffiti game with a kind of brash in your face graphic style that I hated 
properly hated. No interest in it whatsoever. I mean, I understand how weird this is. A guy who likes computer games has bought himself a Dreamcast and apart from a few games, all the games came with it. I don't, th apart from, I think, Metropolis Street Racer and, or Racing, and uh, I probably bought something else. But everything else came with it. I didn't buy any more games for it. But Jet Set Radio was a popular one. I think it sold loads. Everyone loved it. Just, just. I probably should have spent more time trying these games. And I think if I'd have had them new or had other people I was playing with, then I, I might have, uh, might have actually played it more. But. I didn't and uh, yeah so Jet Set Radio no interest uh, I think game wise I also had the first not the first I also had a Resident Evil game I'm guessing it was Resi 2 and that started my hatred of the Resident Evil series and I've so tried I, I can't explain to you how much I've tried to play the Resident Evil games on various consoles at various points in my life but I've been shit at all of them but what is interesting is my absolute love of the Resident Evil films absolute love of them so uh, very strange that love the films can't get into the games I probably would watch a playthrough of the Resident Evil games to see how that's because it's just they're, they're story driven, so I think that's my kind of thing. But oh, I just can't. Well, I think I did I try Resident Evil 5 or 6 recently. I think it was set in Africa, I want to say Africa, it's a big old continent. Uh, and I had lots of complaints of racism, but yeah, I didn't. Uh, I tried that, didn't even get on with that, so. Yeah, um, and I tried, oh, I tried, might have been the second or third one. Hang on. It was a remastered. It's on the PlayStation 4. But, yeah, no, I I do try. And I want people to realise I try the Resident Evil games. And just and people are crazy for them. They really love them. But I can't do it can't do it uh, and then I think the final game I remember on the uh, on the Dreamcast was uh, another fighting it Marvel vs Capcom completely harmless just another fighting game but it wasn't Street Fighter and it wasn't Soul Calibur so I didn't really have the interest in it so as you can see from my Dreamcast ownership, I really was a shit Dreamcast owner. I should have played more games, should have uh, uh, should have got more invested in it, but I just didn't. And all I can remember is one Christmas being sat in the f in our front lounge, which didn't exist for very long, but did exist, and playing. Gotta get through this by Daniel Beddingfield on CD. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, yeah, so 
Lots of Daniel Redfield facts I could give you, but now this is not a Daniel Redfield podcast, so you ain't getting them from me. So yeah, I really, really struggled with my Dreamcast. And I definitely... So I know who I sold it to. I definitely... Sorry, I know I sold this to a friend. I can't remember how much I asked for it. But what I can remember is soon after I sold it, it had the classic Dreamcast problem where the uh, latch that holds down the CD lid broke and doesn't engage properly. And if that doesn't engage properly, you can't play a game. So obviously it's a laser and they don't want it firing everywhere. But that happened like soon enough after I sold it to him. It did work. I don't even know why he wanted to buy it. But he's the only he's the only one of my friends, or I'm still friends with him, who played video games. But he wanted to buy it, so I sold it to him. I mean I've got no idea how much I sold it for. No I no idea at all, but I did sell it. And off the back of that. See this see timeline wise, there in my brain there's a massive, massive jump between Dreamcast ownership and the next thing. So Dreamcast ownership, I was living at home with my parents. Now I may or may not have been at university, but I was. Uh, my primary residence was my parents. The next console, which was the Xbox, I wasn't living with my parents. Ooh, ooh, no, uh, so, so here we go. I'll have to save that for the Xbox episode, definitely, uh, because the Xbox episode will contain two Xboxes. Ooh, and then that explains why the timeline's so funny, because I've confused the two Xboxes, and that's why I think I forgot about my Dreamcast ownership. So yeah, the Dreamcast, Front room, Christmas. I've no idea why my parents let me turn their front room into a, a little gaming den. Maybe it get, kept it quiet. I mean, you can't... The front room was my dad's study for an entire time growing up. And then it became the dining room. So why did it have, for one Christmas, when it could have been used as a dining room, or it could have been a study... Maybe we move the table out. That must have been it. I wonder if we moved the table for Christmas out of the front room to give more space for people to sit round. And then the front room was empty, so I put in a, uh, pulled in an armchair or a sofa, put the TV on a little footstool. I reckon that was it. I reckon this room was really short-lived as a, uh, as a little gaming front room. Yeah, oh. I've. I don't think I've had a little gaming room since. I've lived in a few places. And I've always ended up playing my video games in my living room. I'm quite lucky now in my spare room here, which doubles as my study. I do have a PlayStation. But this has also got a bed in and a desk and all sorts. Whereas. My actual 
for one small period of my life, I had a room that in my mind was dedicated for gaming. And it may have only been two or three days over Christmas. But my memory tells me they were a good two or three days. And that's nice. Anyway, this has been consoling myself with Tuan. You've heard me rumble on about not much to do with the Dreamcast. List off some games I owned. Yeah, Metropolis Street Racer. I think it, I think it was built under the uh, development title Project Gotham Racing. I think that's right. And I'm pretty certain you could drive around London and maybe some other cities. Yeah. Anyway, so consoling yourself with Tuan. If you fancy it, drop me an email. Find me on Twitter. I might set up a, like a little group somewhere online for the 20 people listening, 30 people who've downloaded all my episodes so far. But I need to get this one out. It's a bit late. And then I've got to try and record the... Uh, Xbox One. Xbox One might be a bit longer because as I said I've got two Xboxes but why am I jamming on about the Xbox? This is about the Dreamcast. I have a Dreamcast now. I had a look at it the other day. Oh man I tried a game on it that was mental but I might have to try that later on. Oh, yeah I could do that but listen I'm trying to win this. It's been 20 odd minutes. That's enough time to listen to me jabber on. Part of me thinks I had a Bomberman game for the Dreamcast, but I wonder if I'm just confusing Future Rocket with that. Oh, I do like Bomberman. Oh, and my memory's dreadful, because part of me thinks I had Fantasy Star Online for my Dreamcast, which was an online game, which meant I would have been able to go online. But I don't think I was able to go online. Oh, it's very difficult. Oh, sometimes this makes my brain hurt. Anyway, I am Tuan. This has been Consoling Myself. And I hope you're having an excellent time. Tune in next month for Xbox Memories. They should be happier for... Not happier. That's a weird Freudian slip. Xbox Memories, they should be more plentiful. Because I pretty much remember owning two now. Uh, and yeah, plenty to talk about on that. Interesting stuff that not everyone will remember, but I do, which is very strange. Anyway, catch you next month. Talk to you soon. Doodle pip. Bye. 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 Bye.